Roland started the recording, so he's ratting himself out. Um, <laughs> whoever, whoever ends up with this recording, Roland, he can't. He, he can't be held responsible. Welcome back to Last Man's Opinion. I am your host, Tommy McGrill. With me tonight is producer Roland, Dan Mara, and Rich Cagle. Actually made it through that opening. Thanks, guys. You caught us off guard. Uh, I know. I know. That's that's how I have to work <laughs> from now on. Um, tonight's show, uh, Rich and Tommy have allergies. Tommy is recovering Aww. from his COVID shot. Roland's on vacation. Dan's drunk. We're talking NFL draft recap, the NBA playoff picture, and uh, listen, we're not talking about the NBA playoff picture. Dan's just talking about the Knicks for an hour. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about the Knicks. Don't think I didn't consider just going to take a shower while Knicks while the Knicks talk is going on. And, and when I, and when I say NFL draft, we're just talking about basically the Giants, a snippet of the Jets, and then probably. Packers and NFC uh, East. We can do the NFC East. Yeah, probably a big NFC fuck you Eagles. The, the Bears. Whoa! Oh, I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got some drama with the Eagles to talk about too, that I want uh, Richie's input on. So let's start with that, because we can run through the Eagles real quick. Richie, there's a report today, GM out of ESPN, that GM Howie Roseman. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Uh, and uh, his scouting staff are not on good terms. This goes back to the uh, third-round pick, but I think it goes back a little bit further to the uh, season where they had some fuck-ups and Roseman's not listening to the scouts. Um, yeah, I mean, I this really goes back to a draft night, day two, and, uh, you know, there was a big video out there of uh, Howie Roseman going around and fist-bumping everybody in the office after they made a pick. Yep. And uh, the last dude in the room, you know, begrudgingly fist bumped him. And you could see him saying, you know, criticizing Howie for something. Yeah, Donahue. Donahue's the guy's name. Yeah, so the the Eagles had, like, pick number 70, and they traded back and moved back, like, three spots. And uh, I guess one of the players that Scout wanted got drafted in those two or three spots. Got drafted by the team that they traded with, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, so uh, well, we don't we don't know that for sure. We don't know that for sure. But uh, Eagles fans surprisingly aren't too upset as you would think, um, because uh, no Eagles fans wanted any of those players that were drafted at those three spots. So nobody really cares in Philly. Oh, okay, that's it, good. That's good. This is more this is more of a media thing than a. Uh, <laughs> Are they so, going uh, to care if uh, it turns out to be like a really bad deal? Over the long run, like in two well, years, three years, it's third round pick. I mean, it's you know, it's always unlikely that anyone's going to turn into anything special at that point. How did uh, Eagles Nation um, respond to the first round? Eagles Nation loved the whole draft. Um, the only gripe is the second round pick, uh, that offensive lineman who had some serious injury issues. 
Yep. You guys, you guys will probably know him. I think he came from Alabama. Landon Dickerson. Landon Dickerson. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, Kika played. They got every position they needed. Uh, they got high upside players, high floor players. Uh, you know, good stuff. Good stuff. That's a really, uh, you know, and they got the uh, Heisman Trophy winner. So how can you complain? Yeah, so Landon Dickerson uh, from Alabama, multiple ACL injuries uh, were the red flag on him. Multiple. That's – that's. Uh, and he's, what, like 21 probably? Yeah, that's risky. That's risky. Oh, and, and, on, and on top of the good draft, they, they made a trade like the Giants and, you know, traded back at one point and got a first-round pick for next year. So, you know, that automatically makes your draft pretty good once you do that. Yeah, PFF's got him at a B- for the whole draft. That's pretty good. <coughs> Any other news out of Philly following the draft? Uh, not really, just they need to uh, find a corner. Right. Um, they didn't draft a corner until the fourth round, and they need a uh, number two. So they need one more guy in there. To They got a couple young guys, but nobody that you would peg as a starter. So they just need one more guy to compete. But there's a couple of vets still out in free agency. So we'll see. We'll gotcha. see. They still, you know, you know what the biggest news actually of the draft? They left the draft with Zach Ertz still on the roster, which yeah. no, which nobody expected. <laughs> Everyone expected them to trade him for like a fourth round pick. Yeah. Uh, question for you: Is that um, is he one of those guys that if he stays on the roster, he gets uh, past like a certain point, he gets less money if they get rid of him after that point? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because I think there's a couple of players that people expected to be traded on draft night. But I think if the ownership team kept them until like June or something like that, June 1st, um, the money that they owe to that player goes down significantly. So that's why a bunch of people didn't move on draft night. But I don't know if... The arts man is is part of that package. Yeah, I mean, you know, Howie's usually a pretty stingy to his trades. He likes to win every trade. So, right. you know, so the reports were that he was just asking for too much. Yeah. So he'll probably look to move Ertz for uh, a quarter at this point, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Although right. I'd, I'd rather yeah. just keep him. You'd rather keep him? Keep him. Why not? A, dis- a disgruntled vet. Yeah, he's disgruntled. Yeah, he's disgruntled. I mean, he misses his buddy Wentz, so he's going to be yeah. disgruntled. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's the report from Philly. Uh, let's move up to Turnpike and get the Giants out of the way so Dan can talk for 45 minutes and I can rest <laughs> my eyes. Uh, so, Dan? Can I ask a and, question uh, before this? Uh, before Dan's segment? rant? Yeah. Yep. So I'm looking at the like overall picks for the Giants. Round six, they picked a running back. Yes. What was the reasoning behind that? There is no reasoning. Okay. Like everything else makes sense to me, like the edge rushers, cornerbacks, wide receiver. Yeah. Well, you gotta, well, you gotta have like four running backs. Yeah, they, they they need depth. They don't have anybody outside of Saquon now that uh, Gallman's gone. Yeah, and that and that would just sure up sure up them from signing a you know a midseason guy if someone got mm-hmm. hurt again. Okay. And they have um, uh, 
Devontae Booker, but like, I mean, it, he, he's like, he'll be a third down back. <laughs> All right. Yep. Sorry for the interruption. No, no problem. So, uh, Giants actually uh, did what the Giants usually don't do, and that's trade back in the first round. The uh, Eagles and the Cowboys. Well, clarification. Dis- what Gettleman what Gettleman doesn't do. Yeah, what Gettleman doesn't do. Sorry, Dan. Thanks for the for, thanks for the correction. <laughs> um, they traded back. The Eagles and the Cowboys gave the Giants the big fuck you, swapped picks, and took uh, what many are assuming was what the Giants were going to pick. And um, what's his name? The wide receiver from Alabama. Um, so the Giants decided, hey, what's the point in drafting somebody a little ahead of our time? Let's trade back. Uh, they traded with the Bears, I believe, right? Yep. The Bears drafted Justin draft. Fields, which uh, Bears Nation uh, seems to be very happy about. And Roland Bears with- Nation, very excited? No. I mean, I'm excited to watch him play, but I don't know how excited. I think Bears Nation is confused. (laughs) They're easily confused. They're, uh, I mean, it's an Ohio State quarterback, so that's probably the uh, caution. Um, They don't have a good track record, but we'll see what happens with Justin Fields. He's pretty good in college, so let's see how he translates to the NFL. Um, Giants traded back to the, the 20th pick. Um, got a bunch of picks and got uh, Kadarius Tony. Is that how you say his name? Kadarius from Florida, wide receiver. Sounds right. Um, even though they traded back Kadarius Tony, um, if you read some of the articles, uh, you know some of the, like PFF is saying he's still learning how to play wide receiver, which is never what you want to hear out of your first round pick. Um, but he's got good, um, talent and, um, you know, he was playing slot in college. So, I mean, that's been reserved for Sterling Shepard. So I guess they're on the, uh, Shepard's no longer, well, his time is going to be limited soon. Um, or they could move him to outside, but, um, he did play slot in college. Um, Dan, how you feel about the pick? Not the trade back, the pick. <laughs> the pick itself? Yeah, the pick well, itself. It, it, I mean, it's a package deal, so. We'll, we'll go over. We'll go over. All right, so tell me about the, how do you feel about the I mean, trade? I mean, I mean, I think, I mean, I think it was phenomenal. Anytime you get a first round pick in a draft, it's, it's a home run, especially when the Giants move back, what, eight spots? And, yeah. And still got a really good playmaker. I, I like the pick. Nine, I think his. Yeah. No, I think I think um, I think his comp, uh, uh, to disagree with what Rich inaccurately said last week. I think his comp is more Percy Harvin than the loser that Rich mentioned. Um, uh, Who, after Golden, he drafted Golden him. Tate. Well, that's just because yeah. you're biased. You have an anti. I mean, he, I mean he, <laughs> you're, 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 you're I forgetting mean, how you're forgetting how. Good of a player Golden Tate was in Detroit. Golden Tate like, was never a good. Golden Tate was never a good player. What are you uh, talking about? He was a very he was good a player. Slot, he, he is the golden standard. Okay. <laughs> but but the difference is, I mean, I mean, this guy is athletic. Golden Tate's not athletic. Golden Tate's not fast. He's not elusive. He, he well, is Dan, elusive. Dan, Dan you're, ta- what are you you're talking. What are you talking about? 
You might be talking about Golden Tate now, who Bring Golden Tate now years. is like. No, he's not. Yeah. He he he's not. So this is what this is why I think his, his this guy's comp is more Percy Harvin and not uh, Golden Tate. Because Golden Tate, you never had a game plan to get him the ball because he was so explosive. To me, I think you do. What? Not I think. I know you have to get hit. You, and that's my only. I, I like the pick. My only hesitation is the Giants historically have not run offenses where they have creative plays to get their playmakers the ball. They run a very standard, traditional offense. Like if this was Kansas City, they'd find a, they'd find ways to get him the ball all the time. The Giants just tend not to run those offenses. Just I don't know why, but well, they don't. We're, and we're so going to see if Joe Judge has a new has a new plan. Because Joe Judge is now yeah. the truth, and it, he was very instrumental in making this pick, probably, and uh, I think he's going to use him to his best ability. But I think you're wrong on the Golden Tate slander, and uh, I think Golden Tate coming out of college in Detroit, I, I believe Detroit ran him uh, pretty well, and I think he was a very good wide receiver. Yeah. But he's not. What well, he was not an explosive playmaker like Toomey is, or like the kid from Alabama. Like that's not who Golden Tate was. Golden Tate's comp is probably like a Sterling Shepherd. <coughs> Toomey's uh, not a Sterling uh, Shepherd. Stop the damn. Stop yeah, it. You're yeah. embarrassing yourself really? right now. You, you need wait, to stop that. Wait. So, so, you, so you think Golden Tate is more like a Toomey, where you had a game plan to get him the ball, not a Sterling Shepherd? Well, Sterling Shepherd hasn't broken as many big plays. As Golden Golden Tate makes big plays, or he used yeah. to make big plays. I mean, he was a deep threat for them at one point. I mean, it was never he was an over the, was never over the middle guy. Yeah, go ahead, Tate. Go ahead, highlight reel. Go ahead, roll and put it up. I, I don't. I don't think Dan's ever watched Golden Tate uh, other than in a Giants or Eagles uniform at the tail end of his career. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what's going on here. I mean, do you remember when Golden Tate was? I mean, when uh, Megatron left and Golden Tate was basically their only wide receiver and he, like, carried the team? I mean, do you remember that? The team, the team stuck. Carried him to where? I mean, he he's the only wide receiver, so, you know, he can carry them as much as he can. But he was still making plays. Uh, irregardless. It, to me, irregardless. I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't care. Care about Golden Tate. He's not on the team anymore. He's not a good comparison. Toomey is more comparable to Percy Harvin. And Percy Harvin is not comparable to Golden Tate. Would you compare Percy Harvin and Golden Tate together? Mm. No. I don't think they're that far apart. It's not like we're comparing a fucking uh, Megatron and, you know, Deshaun Jackson or something. But you wouldn't say Percy Harvin is Golden Tate's comp. No. So that was my own. That was my point. Percy Harvin. Is more of a better comparable than Golden Tate, and and I think the Giants need to figure out ways to get him the ball. And historically, that has not been their offensive mindset. Well, Getting we'll see if we'll balls. see we'll see if new new coach. So, Joe so is that, can does that mean you dislike the pick then because you don't think they can work him into his, their oh, system? No I, like, I, no, I like the pick because I think I think he's super talented and he's a super. I mean, in college, he was a great playmaker. Now he's it's up upside. to the Giants he's coaches. Yeah. I I mean, it's like, like I think the Giants misused Odell Beckham when they had him. Like, I don't think they used Beckham to the, his full potential. No, they definitely didn't. Yeah. 
but I, I like the Beckham pick. You know, like, like I, I, I like the pick. Now it's up to the coaches, coaching staff to utilize the dude's ability. And I like their other pick. I actually like. So I think this kid's. Hang on, good. Dan. I actually like this second round pick better. Hang on, what? Dan. Pump the brakes. Go ahead. Pump the brakes. Oh, okay, I'll pump the. I'll pump the brakes. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you. Um, all right. So that's Dan's opinion of uh, the wide receiver comp to Percy Harvin and not Golden Tate. And that's his opinion on Golden Tate. That is not the opinion of the rest of the staff at last night's opinion. Uh, Richie, the trade back, how do you feel about the trade back? Oh, Giants killed it. Yeah. I mean, how can, you, how can you not like it? Uh, A plus. Yeah. 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 Totally. Easy. I actually think, I, you, you know, it's funny. When the, <laughs> when the Cowboys moved back, and I, I was shocked that the Cowboys traded back with the Eagles. Because, you know, you don't only, normally don't see division teams doing that. No, you never, and then, never see that. Yeah. And then the Eagles pick the guy that the Giants were totally going to draft. Like, right, I'm definitely. I'm convinced that that's who the Giants yeah. were drafting. And so at that point, I was like, now they're going to reach for somebody who, who sucks. And and I believe they, they surprise everybody by trading back and getting a first-round pick. Which, like I mentioned last week, like, no guarantee the Bears are going to be a good good team next year, especially if they're playing a rookie quarterback. But you could be getting a decent decent first round pick next week next year, on top of your own first round pick, which should be pretty good too. What what if the Giants have a better first round pick? <laughs> well, then, well then, then at that point you're looking for a quarterback. I mean, even if you get two late first okay. round picks, that's two first round picks. I mean, that's oh yeah, a good oh no, either, yeah. oh, either yeah. way it's a home run. But yes, yes, I've yeah. heard the I've heard I've heard the. Uh, the uh, insults rolling that said that the Giants are going to have two top ten picks next year. Ooh, nice. Well, you know, that that is, that is one aspect that's going to make this season super interesting. In that, the Giants have a quarterback kind of at the end of it, the line there. If he doesn't have a good season, they got to move on. And the Eagles have a quarterback that they don't know what they have, and they're kind of giving him a trial run this year. So, both teams could arguably have two to three first-round picks each and both be looking for a quarterback in next year's draft. Yeah. I, I, I haven't looked yet, and I don't even know if they're up yet, but based on the offseason and the draft and so on and so forth, I think you can make the case that the Giants should be the favorite to win the division. This is like right? last year. I, I think you can make yeah. the case for anyone but the Eagles at this point. Uh, see, I, I disagree. I think looking at... Looking at the amount of players the Giants signed, like the Giants had by far the biggest free agency out of any of the teams in the division, right? Yeah, I probably. It's close. I mean, they, they signed the yeah. two wide receivers, they signed the cornerback, they signed. Um, they'll have Barkley coming back. You know, I, like, like if, you look at, if you look at Washington, who's Washington's quarterback? And I'm not saying the Giants will win the division, but I think the Giants are going to have some serious pressure on them to win the division. I mean, they dropped, what, $100 million in free agency? Yeah, Giants definitely have the most. I think Giants made the best move overall by just getting uh, the wide receiver in the offseason. That was easily the best division move. Yeah. And you're going to have Dak coming off a major injury. Philly is Philly. So you don't know what you're going to get with, uh, you know, the quarterback. And I don't think Washington's that good of a team. Right. So. Don't think they're good. So, so I'm not saying the Giants, but I, but I, I, I think the Giants are going to be favored to win the division, and I think 
based on the offseason and where they are in their development process and this draft, I think the expectation, yes, the expectation is to win, make the playoffs, but I think internally they're probably thinking like we've spent the ownership and probably like we spent a fuckload of money. We better yeah. be competing for this division title and not like a six win division title. Like let's play <laughs> yeah. nine or 10 games. Here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Slide, slide him, slide him back over to the draft. I want to uh, just run through this real quick. Um, round two giants picked up probably one of probably the best uh, steal in the second round. Um, this is a guy, Aziz Ajulara, a jewelry. Sorry, I know I'm murdering Ajulari? his name. Yeah, Ajulari uh, <laughs> from Georgia. He's an edge rusher. The, whoa, um, Giants, they probably could have drafted him in the first round at 11 and been, and that would have been okay with everybody. Um, this guy is super talented. Um, PFF has him, had him uh, 91.7 pass rushing grade uh, this past season at Georgia. He's a stud, and um, this was a big pickup and a steal in this for the second round. Um, how you guys feel about Ojulari? Did I say that right? <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call him Aziz. Yeah, tell me, tell me more about him. I mean, he, he, he's an outside linebacker. Um, I, I probably should let me get his stats. Six foot eight, uh, two forty. Yeah, they list him, they list him as an edge rusher, um, so he'll fit in with the uh, three four scheme that they're rolling with. Um, they're rolling with. Yeah, they, they roll. They roll with a <laughs> three four defense. That's me, dude. Now, now he's he's injury concerns though, right? That's why he slipped um, to the yeah. second round. But I think supposedly uh, Dr. James Andrews cleared him, said he didn't have any concerns. Yeah, yeah, he cleared him. So you know, what you're, were the concerns? Uh, he has some type of arthritic arthritis in his knee. Right. Yeah, so I don't. I don't. Th- I think it's just going to be like a nagging injury. Is what I yeah. saw termed nagging. Miss a couple games here and there. Yeah, yeah, not serious. But annoying. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he if he's, you know, I, I think it's worth <laughs> just taking. I mean, he was, he's a first-round talent. He took him at the end of the second round, and he's arguably one of the best pass rushers in this draft. Yep. I, I think that's a great pick. I think that's, the, I think that's their – I think that they had two excellent moves in this draft. One is obviously the trade, and the second is, is picking this guy. They seem to really target a lot of weaknesses, unlike last year, where it just seemed like scattershot at who was getting drafted. Like here, I think they either drafted people that were very good at their position or were multi-tool players that can fill in spots that are a little weak for the Giants. Yeah, and I think that goes back to a little bit of Joe Judge and coaching and seeing what they actually, you know, Last year, they probably didn't really know what they had because you had a new coaching staff. Uh, the team sucked. There were so many holes that you just were trying to, you know, plug it up a little bit. And uh, and the team performed, you know, decent. And now you can uh, move on and, and you have uh, a steady system with uh, with the coaching staff. 
my uh, my only uh, concern. Yeah. Uh, coming out of this draft is um, uh, they obviously didn't draft any offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah I would have liked. I would have liked that. Me. And, and I'm not saying they needed to, uh, but they needed to. You gotta you gotta have depth. They have no depth. I mean, I mean they do have depth. Whether or not it's quality depth, I don't know. Yeah. Well, listen, Dan. If uh, it's not quality, it's not depth. Well, I mean, they, they they have a they have a ton of like first, second, and third round draft picks on the on the offensive line, so it's not like. So you're hoping that the development continues with them, basically this year, and yeah, that they keep I progressing. Because if they take a step back, then it's like, man, you really should have drafted an offensive lineman. Yeah, because I would I would argue the O line slash quarterback is the weakest area of the Giants roster. I'm not counting linebackers because Giants don't value linebackers. I feel like. Well, but they do now because they're in the three four. Well, and, yeah. and 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 to be fair, they they, they have this is why I'm interested because they have, um, you know, they drafted the the kid out of Georgia who looks like he's could be. I mean, <coughs> I haven't, haven't seen him play yet, but on paper he's a stud. Uh, they drafted another linebacker later in the draft who I think could be a quality player. They also have Lorenzo Carter and Tay Crowder who were having good seasons last year before they both went down. I like Carter seasoning. a lot. Yeah, me too. And he he missed like half the se- more than half the season, um, and uh, Jimenez as well had a solid season before he so they they actually had a bunch of injuries last year, uh, so their linebacking isn't bad. I mean they have so it depends what you think of their you know they have Andrew Thomas, Nate Soldier, Matt Pert are their three tackles, three you know, and then you trashed their O line all last year. Don't oh, don't yeah. don't, don't, oh. try to, don't try to talk them up in the in the spring hope right now, okay? No, no, I, I'm not, but, but it's not like they're like, oh, they need, I mean, is it, is it, they did, they did make progress. They did make progress. Yeah. I was going to say the last four ish games were like night and day from the beginning of the season. Yeah, definitely. And, and like, and like, I guess like, does a, does a third or fourth round tackle, is he going to be better than Nate Soldier or Andrew Thomas? Probably not. No, no, but that's not my point. I feel like O-line's a position that you can draft anywhere in the draft and you can develop them and oh, yeah. they'll, be, they'll be ready like next year or in two years or something. And with, with like Nate, he's a guy that you want to draft his replacement now. So in either next oh, they, year. They, they drafted it. They drafted Thomas. Supposed to be his replacement. Yeah. But isn't Thomas playing already? Yeah. He yeah. Is. So well, Nate, Nate, didn't, Nate didn't play last year because of uh, COVID. Oh yeah, I forgot. Did he opt out or? Yeah, he opted out. Yes. No, he's coming the back this season. season. The whole season. Yeah. Well, that was probably a good the thing. Whole, the whole season. So hopefully Nate will come back. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they have Shane Lemieux, who they drafted. Last, you know, they they've drafted a lot of offensive linemen the last two or three seasons. I, I'm not saying yes. I would have probably liked another one, but like, how many? You got you got to have an eight on your roster, at least. Eight, maybe nine. See. Let me see. Yeah, Hernandez. They, I mean, I guess they could have gotten a center. That's probably. But who knows? They, I mean, this offseason's not over yet. I mean, they could certainly That's still true. sign somebody who, who who's a late cut, which I wouldn't be surprised if they did. They, they, did they sign like any that. undrafted uh, O-line guys? Do you know? I don't. I don't know. Let me. See. I don't even know who the Giants draft. Who the Giants signed? A giant New York Giants undrafted. Oh really? There we go. I'm looking right now. Oh God, While on. Dan looks that up, uh, 
PFF has their grade as a B plus for the draft. You guys agree with that, Roland and Richie? I don't know n- enough about college players to really give a grade. Sounds accurate. Yeah. But but yeah, I I do have a um on the Eagles blog they did a um a sheet where they took the grades of uh I don't know like twenty different sources and averaged them out for every yeah. every NFL team. So they took PFF, they took ESPN, USA, New York Post, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, out of the division, Giants came out with the best draft grade. Then, then it was the um, Eagles, then Washington, and then the Cowboys. Not surprised. Um, I thought the Giants did the best, and I thought the but, Eagles did well too. Uh, uh, Eagles, Washington, and the Giants all kind of were in the same category you know like above average the the cowboys were below average they were a they were were, cowboys were 27th out of 32 teams yeah that's that's because they still got jerry making those draft picks i thought it was his son now either way um you know jerry and about the reins um the giants sent two offensive linemen so oh that's good okay all right then i take back everything i said (laughs) Um, you know who got the best draft grade? Who's that? The Bears. The Bears. They, their average grade is 3.99, highest grade in the I class. Out of I don't know who, I, I, I don't know who else they draft. Who else did they draft? Um, uh, I don't Arizona. know anything about their draft. So they, uh. Out of a 4.0, Roland. Yeah, Whoa. so they, they, uh. They traded up. They got Justin Fields. I should pick after Cincinnati on this alphabetized list. Come on, PFF. <laughs> Enemy of the pod. Alphabetize your <laughs> shit. What the hell? Um, That's pretty funny. They got Justin Fields. I, I, I mean, I mean, I'm sure the big, the big reason two offensive because... tackles, running back. They got good players. Hard receiver. And I'm sure one of the big reasons is, is, is the Fields pick. I mean, yeah. I'm not super high on Fields, but I know a lot of people thought he was the second best quarterback in the draft. A lot of PFF value gave there, them an A plus. So, yeah, like I was saying, like I know Jets had their their man there, but I, I was kind of shocked that they went over Fields for their their guy. And I am not a Zach Wilson fan. I'm also not. Um, I mean, not that we're talking about them, but I hate who the Patriots drafted. Mac? Yeah, Mac stinks. Return of the Mac? I mean, <laughs> he has no arm strength. He, he's accurate, but, like, he, he didn't play under pressure. Like, he didn't play uh, under duress. Not, like, not the, that the games were under pressure, but, like, you know, he, he's in a system where basically he has all day to throw the ball. He has, he has a noodle arm out there. Like, I, I, I don't see what... Yeah, noodle arm. Like, I just don't see. <laughs> I don't Richie, see what what they saw in him. Richie, for reference, this is a guy who was on a team where a couple of years ago he was the third string quarterback to Jalen Hurts and to Tua, and it wasn't even close. Like Jalen Hurts and and uh, Tua were battling it out, and then Jalen Hurts transferred um, because Tua took over. But Mac Jones was never in that conversation. I mean, weren't those two of the top quarterbacks in college, though? Uh, um, 
Tua. Not, I mean, Jalen yeah. wasn't. I mean, Jalen had a nice season at Oklahoma, but where did he go in the draft? Second round. Jalen. Second yeah, round. Second round. I mean, he. I mean, Mac he Jones. College, Mac Jones could have gone in the second, maybe even the third round. Yeah, I mean, Jalen was a better college quarterback than Mac Jones. Mac Jones just went fifteenth overall, or whatever it was. Yep, fifteen. You know, According I, to PFF, he is the most accurate college quarterbacks in terms of adjusted completion rate that they have ever seen. Yep. Yeah. This is an outstanding but, pick, according to them, and that's verbatim. Uh, outstanding yes. pick from PFF? From PFF. Yeah, that's what PFF says. You know, I think you also got to factor in the Patriots bias. Um, oh, I, feel, totally. I feel like if the Lions drafted him, you'd get mm-hmm. different grades for that pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's just not, like, I I guess I don't see what people see in Mac Jones. Okay, he's accurate. But, again, when, when the guy when the guy is never pressured and, you know, I, yeah, he plays in the SEC, but he also has, you know, how many how many of those Alabama <coughs> offensive linemen w- were drafted in this draft? You know, how many, I mean, he had, he had, like, both his starting wide receivers were first-round picks. Like, the team was freaking loaded. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, I don't know. It's just, yeah, and he, that, that... He, he's not athletic. That is true. I don't know shit about college, but I heard a lot of Alabama guys go, and I know some of their names. So the fact that I know some of the guys from Alabama after the draft means that you had a pretty good team. Yeah, I think Alabama had – didn't Alabama have like 10 players go in the first two rounds primarily? I think they had seven. seven I think they had seven in the first round. Seven in the first round, yeah. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Seven in the first round. Unbelievable. And they were primarily all offensive players. I think he had a couple of defensive linemen, and, and, and that's uh, why he stinks. <laughs> You're not a friend of the pod, man. We're just yeah, we're they just saying in the that. first two rounds. Yeah. You know, this is just a chance for you to prove your worth. Listen yeah, to the pod. Prove your worth. Email <laughs> us at lastmansopinion at gmail dot com. Come on a future show <laughs> and just prove your worth. Yep. Easy, we'll Mac. You, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna you can blast. Do it, Mac. blast uh, we're gonna put you on the Twitter blast for this episode. Listen in, buddy. Does Does he have the best? Uh, you know, I like his name though. Does he have the best name of the quarterbacks drafted? Although, no, I like Trey too. Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. I, I think I think he might have the best name. Like to, yeah. See, to me, to me, the three best quarterbacks, and you know, what do I know? But to me, the three best quarterbacks in the draft. With Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and um, probably Fields, but I think Lawrence, to me Lawrence and Lance were are just because what they could do. They have the arm strength. They're mobile. They're big. They could throw the ball. I mean, Mac Jones what was Mac Jones five eleven. Yeah. I mean, <coughs> I don't know. Perfect height. For no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being heightest, but you know. But you are, babe. Yeah. And you are. Bring that up. There are there are many there are many quarterbacks that have success that are that are under six feet tall. He, he looks like a Joe Schmo that you picked up and said, "All right, put on some pads and throw the ball." I mean, you know, I mean Drew Brees, but you know, there's not many. I, and Drew Brees, you know, Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. Like, there's not many guys that can have decent careers and be small. Ah, there you go. Now Dan's loving on Drew Brees. He's loving on Drew Brees when it's. Uh, <laughs> When it's to trash somebody else, that, yeah. that obviously sucks. But what I say about talk, what I say about when Drew we're Brees. talking about Drew Brees and being a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, Dan might have had an opinion of that Drew Brees is overrated. 
How about Hall I of think, Famer? I, I do, th- I do think he's overrated, but that doesn't mean he's not. I don't think he's overrated. That doesn't mean he's a good quarterback. <laughs> this Hall of Famer was voted to nine Pro Bowls, played in three Super Bowls, and is a former MVP. Would you consider that a success? <laughs> No, Roland, it's all garbage time. It's all garbage time. Um, all right, since we wandered into the AFC East, so let's talk. Five. Let's talk about the uh, the Jets picking up Zach Wilson briefly. Um, oh, boring. I care more about the Bears than I do the Jets. <laughs> all right. Well, suck it up. Yeah, no one right. cares about Zach. I, I'm not, I'm not a not a fan of Zach Wilson, but you know. Uh, Tommy, tell us about the Jets then. Tell us, you know, tell us something. Um, I mean, PFF gave him an A ranking. So Zach Wilson, um, the big ticket on him is his jump from what was it, his sophomore to uh, sophomore to junior year. Um, he brought up his completion percentage drastically. So that's that's like the seller with him. Um, Everyone loves the rollout cross cross body pass from his uh, draft day. Um, whatever he's he's a quarterback. He I didn't like arm. him. Yeah, he has a strong arm. Uh, I mean, he just he's not a big guy. Obviously, um, did, did do the Jets have a team that can protect him and give him time? We'll see. Um, was it a step up from uh, from Sam Darnold? Maybe, maybe, maybe is right. I'm not. Maybe he's not to to me. If I'm the like, he's not somebody that I'm like excited to like. To me, Tre- Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance, like you get one of those two guys, and you're like, they could be special. Like Zach, I I, I never kind of got that. At no point in his college career was like this this kid is going to be a special quarterback. Like he might have a nice career, but he could easily be Sam Darnold 2.0. Yep. I mean, Darwin um, never felt like he settled in and, like, evened off and then started improving. You know, there was never, like, a leveling off in his performance. Yeah, never, it was always very spiky. It was, like, really good or really bad. Yeah, I didn't also feel like he got a fair shot. Um, he got injured. Jets uh, didn't really have good teams around him, which I guess, hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, and I mean, they changed. I mean, how many, he had like a different offensive coordinator. I think almost every year. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Sam didn't have a very. Yep. Oh, but you have well, a new I'm... you have a new coach coming in, and a new coach wants a fresh start. So. Um... Well, what I'm getting at is, are you setting Zach Wilson up for success? Like, did you make the changes to stabilize the team enough for a young quarterback to succeed? Well, didn't didn't they go heavy on the offense throughout the draft? I they think. Did. I think I saw a lot of tweets that said, like, the Jets did more for this new quarterback in one night than the Jets did it for Darnold in three years or something. Yep, they had the 14th pick. They got an offensive lineman from USC who's heavily touted. Um, yep. That's a good pick. They, they got a, they, a, a really good second, wide receiver, I think. Yeah, second round, the wide receiver from Ole Miss, Elijah Moore, is pretty good. Um, yep. Fourth round, they got a running back from North Carolina who's good. And then they went defense from there. Um, right. So their so, first yeah. four picks, offense. Yeah. Yeah. Offense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And good offensive players too. At least the first three. I don't know about the running back, but. Yeah. I mean the. And the offensive uh, lineman off- and the wide Offensive lineman is is players. yeah is very is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, and and that goes with the the offensive lineman that they picked last year, who was a stud. Yeah. And what's his name? I forget. But doesn't matter. That it's the Jets. Doesn't, Moving on. Doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> Go for it. What's up? I want to tell me either about the Bears or the Packers. Tell me something from out out that huh. way. Cool. Yeah, Roland. Um, since we dabbled on the Bears, can we discuss the Packers? Do you no. mind if we just? Do you have any <laughs> no. insider information for for the Green Bay Packers? Oh, I mean, they drafted that QB last year, so that uh, makes some uh, total shit out. <laughs> yep. And I don't uh, know what they're going to do with Rodgers. I mean, he just signed that contract, that huge contract, and. I figured that they had some agreement and then he was happy where he was based on the contract. So him signing that contract and then saying he wasn't happy, uh, that's kind of a death sentence for him, though. Who's going to take that? Uh, Plenty of people. It's Aaron Rodgers. Plenty of people. Uh, They'll take the big contract and they'll take Aaron Rodgers all day. Um, I do have, you know, I think when he signed that contract, I think he was getting... I read one article that said, you know, he thought he was thinking that his opinion on personnel and everything like that was going to be taken more seriously. Um, I mean, part of it is, you know, Aaron, you're the quarterback. We get it. We'll keep you happy. But you're not a GM, so we're not going to listen to you type deal. Did he Um, sign that contract before or after they drafted Love? After, I think. I think it was midseason last year, if I remember. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then with the first-round pick, they took a cornerback. Um, then they got a center and a wide receiver. So, I mean, they they got him, you know, some players. Um, oh. You know, wide, wide receiver from Clemson, center from Ohio State with the second pick. That's not a sexy pick, but, I mean, it's something that they probably needed. Um, Roland, what – so, so we don't know what the Packers are going to do. What is the like the fan reaction to it? Are they like "fuck you, Aaron Rodgers, you're being a little bitch," or are they like "management, you fucked this up"? What's whose side is everybody on? Um, I'm going to guess a lot of Packers are going to be beyond Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah, traditionally where, they've hated Packer management. Where's uh, your family you, at? I'm going to visit them in a tomorrow, so <laughs> I'll get you the. I'll get I'll get an, a follow up next week. Yeah, of yeah. like what Packer Nation feels because I'm sure I'll hear it. <laughs> I guess would be that they back Aaron Rodgers, but if you watched a lot last year, you saw that there was um, like frustration when Rodgers wasn't able to call the plays. I think he wanted to call sometimes. Oh, like on that. Uh, <laughs> what was that play late in the season? Like there was that. Third they, down field goal or something, or that that yeah, fourth down field, for goal, a field goal. In, yeah, instead of going for it, that that was a big deal. And I remember he spoke out about it like after the game or something. And then wasn't there the Jeopardy question about it? That yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, they needed two scores, and it was I don't even think a field goal and a touchdown would have tied the game. Maybe it would have tied. Yeah, maybe it would have tied the game, but I. You would have gone for it 90% of the time, 95% of the time, and with any other team. So yeah, I don't know why uh, that happened, but yeah, he's a he's a frustrated guy. 
Wait. I mean, I mean, they could do what the Patriots did with Garoppolo and trade Jordan Love. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea. I mean, if you really want to support Aaron, that's kind of what you got to do. Yeah, are, I know. Are you too far gone? I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre kind of all over again a little bit, don't you, don't you think? Yeah. A little bit? Um, do you think it's too far gone with Aaron Rodgers? You know, like when Brett Favre started talking out. I kind and, of feel like it is if he's speaking up because usually he's pretty tight-lipped about this sort of thing, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like when he says something, it's kind of – it's going to be either something extreme or he's going to. Yeah. Now, he never said anything, though, right? This has just been reported that he's not happy. Right. But he's had plenty he's of not. time to say, speak out against that report by this oh, point. I, I thought he, but I mean, I mean, I, I think this, not the, like, but I, I think there were reports when the Patriots drafted Grappolo that, that Bill was ready to move on from Brady. Right. And then Brady <laughs> had, like, one of his best seasons and then was basically like, Either I go or Jim goes, and they traded Jimmy. I could see Aaron doing the same thing. Uh, he, he's also refused to restructure his contract, too, which is interesting. But it's kind yep. of shitty to me. Like, I don't know. He, You know, he's on the tail end of his career. He's still playing as an elite quarterback, even yep. though maybe the year before this one, he was, like, on the borderline. So mm-hmm. he was in this position coming up, it, and you like, it seems really, I don't know if hypocritical is the right word for it, but, like, you've been in this position before. Why don't you make it different and better for the next quarterback? Groom yeah. him to be, like, the next, you know, franchise quarterback for the Packers in your waning years of your career. Yeah, but he also, I believe the report came out when he backed one of his friends on the team in the media saying, oh, I think he's a great player. I forget the guy's name. Um, so he he had sent something like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Joe, Joe's a great player. You know, he belongs on the team, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day, Green Bay cut him or, or traded him away. I think they cut him. So that was kind of where part of this report and, started, I believe. And, you know, in – like when you draft a quarterback, especially you draft a quarterback in the first round, I mean he's not sitting until Aaron Rodgers is ready to go. Like it's never that's the thing, like it's never like even with Eli, it like it's never easy to move away from a quarterback that's been with the team for, you know, won a yeah. title, been there for ten, twelve years. Like like this it's always gonna be ugly because yeah, Aaron Rodgers probably you know, the Packers probably thinking like you know, how much, how many years does this guy have left? Same thing with the Patriots and, and Brady. Yeah. You know, he was on the downswing when they drafted Jimmy. And then he had, you know, three of his best career, you know, three of his best seasons in his, in, in right. his, in his career. So I don't the, know what, I don't know what the Packers do. I mean, I think they have to either trade love or trade, trade Aaron. I don't think yeah. you could have both. Maybe you could get by this season. Maybe, but you have to make a decision. The bigger, the bigger slap in the, the bigger slap in the face was when they drafted Love in the first round, like you were saying. The Packers were coming off a playoff loss, I believe, where they were close. And they just needed, you know, a couple of players. Maybe if you spent that first round pick on, you know, a, a, a talented skill position 
or something like that, maybe it puts you over the top, you know, and he felt like, you know, and instead you're paying of, that out, right? You're paying that yeah. signing bonus. You're paying yeah. that. Instead of giving me a, you know, a chance to get back to where we were and a chance to, you know, capitalize on it and move forward and keep the momentum going, you are saying, fuck it, let's look to the future with a first-round pick and saying this isn't going to last anymore. And, I mean, it may come – it may harken back to that where this draft – doesn't you know matter nearly as much as last draft did, and it kind of deflated the sales, yeah, of a lot of team members. Yep, especially with a QB heavy draft like this this year, it seemed like you could have just chalked it up, waited a year. Yeah, I don't know. Packers really uh, pigeonholed themselves. One one final question before you you leave the Packers. Yeah. What's, what's what's Aaron Rodgers' mindset? Has he said anything about a retirement, or is he like seeing Tom Brady and thinking, "Hey, I got five more years left in me too. You know, I I can do this just as long as him." I think I think that's where he's at. I you know, that's I, I don't think he's on a slowdown at all. I, yeah, I think I, he's I going until th- the wheels fall off. But I think he's put retirement on the table to scare the Packers to make a move. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he wants to retire, but it. I think he. It sounds like, oh, it, the reports make it seem like he is done with the Packers unless they do stuff that he wants them to do. And I mean, it's a new GM who clearly wants to make his impact. You know, like how you know Thompson performed with drafting Rodgers. Like obviously, these guys want to have. You know, Rodgers is in the future of Green Bay, but maybe he has a good two or three years left in him. But yeah. the new GM wants to, you know, he thinks it's time to move on. The, the Green Bay is not going to win anything with them, and Aaron wants to stay. So I, I don't know. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, wh- they, they have to make a decision. I, Aaron clearly yeah. doesn't want to be there. And I think that team, so. I think that team yeah. is, um, Roland, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, um, you know, teams are hesitant to trade with Green Bay because of, the board situation and not having an actual like owner system um, that your typical teams, like they're not as quick to pull a trigger on trades because the president has to discuss it with the GM and discuss it with the board or something like that, especially something like Aaron Rodgers getting traded. Um, I I thought there was something um, along those lines with their upper management and possible trades. So I don't know if it would be easy to trade Aaron Rodgers, but it's definitely people that want him. I, I would just worry. Well, it's just two years at this point, right, on his contract? I got the years wrong. So, yeah. It was 2018. Yeah. It was a four-year extension. So maybe it would run up this year, 2022. Either this uh, year or next year. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's not that bad. I thought it was four years starting like last year, and I was like, I don't know if you'd want to take take that much, but that's kind of at this point. I think most teams in the NFL would take him. Yeah. See you, Dan. Um, like for just one or two years at that price, it's going right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I All thought right. it was four years, and I was like, 
you get two years out of them at that rate for sure. And then like you try to get as much as you can for them or bring up the next quarterback or, or whatever. I don't see him performing at the elite level for more than three more years. Prove your worth, Aaron. <laughs> Prove it, Aaron. Yep. Prove your worth. It was that not last season, but the season before, there were some some rough patches in there. Yeah, but that could go back to personnel. Good. Um, yeah. And I know he doesn't right. get along well with some of the receivers and stuff like that. So. Yeah. So let's. Uh, that's uh, going to be a wrap for the uh, select NFL draft recap that we're giving you. Um, we're going to move, we're going to slide into, uh, anybody drinking tonight? Roland? Richie? Dan? Um, Roland's double have... fist Roland's double fist and heavy, heavy stuff. Oh, triple, triple fist and heavy stuff. What do you got there, Roland? Let's start with you and then we'll, uh, dabble down to, uh, to the rest of the guys. Former beer of the year. I, I inherited like, a. When my in-laws moved, they gave us all the liquor from their cabinet that they didn't want. <laughs> and this, yep. <laughs> so I started off tonight with uh, Stephen Foster's Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey. It's an old, like, steamboat-like uh, label. Uh-huh. You can see it was uh, nine ninety-five, which is the price of many fine liquors. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually not too bad. It's a little spicy. Like it tastes like black pepper a little bit. Like because okay. rye is typically like a little spicier, but there wasn't much to it. I think it's probably like when they take, um, like the distilled spirits and just like flavor it after. Ah, I gotcha. It's gotcha. probably that. Yep. Or it's like grain alcohol, and then they just like throw in some flavoring because like right. for ten dollars, I mean, whatever. Yeah. What else um, you got there? Then I I'm not sure if I ever reviewed this on the podcast Oberon by Bells. Uh, it sounds familiar, but maybe yeah. not. It's an American weed ale. It comes out in the summertime. You know, yep. it's summertime when Bells goes on sale. Uh, and, yeah. um, pretty good flavor, like a little hint of uh, orange to it. Ah, very good. So on on uh, like a Blue Moon uh, type beer. Yeah. A little yep. uh, lighter body than a blue moon. Okay. But general, like general, same kind of flavors. Right. Very good. Let's uh, take a break from alcoholic uh, Roland and uh, slide <laughs> on down. Uh, Richie, what do you got? Uh, I also have a Bell's. Um, oh, really? I have a Bell's too. Yeah, tonight's Bell's night. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> so random. Yeah, they must yeah. have all been on sale this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I heard a rumor that you know they go on sale in the summer. So I don't know who said that. <laughs> so what's that one called? I got a Lager of the Lakes. Okay. Um, right. But it, it says it's a Bohemian Pilsner. Um, it's a it's a light beer, easy to drink, five percenter. Uh, good good outdoor beer. You know, if you just want to throw back a few, um, right. probably a good beer pong beer as well. Just a easy beer to drink. This is a beer I specifically bought to, to bring to the zoo with us because we're always looking for uh-huh. light, light, easy beers to bring bring there. And yes. uh, that's why I got this one. And it was on sale. 
So very nice, very nice. <laughs> I recommend win, 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 yep. win. Dan, you are uh, drinking a uh, an old classic. I am. That's the uh, the two hearted. Two hearted. Was this the first beer we 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 uh, reviewed on the pod? Wait, uh, man. Definitely one of the it, first. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of the first. Yeah, I drink two hearted all the time. I think they're great. Um, it's a good beer, yeah. Yeah, how are you enjoying it? It's good. It's solid. Uh, you know, it's seven percent ABV. Uh, yeah. Again, it was on sale. You can't go wrong with two hearted on sale. <laughs> Bells. <laughs> Bells Fire Sale Podcast. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. <laughs> so funny. Those are your uh, beer it's reviews. It's a good for, solid beer. Yeah. Those are your uh, beer reviews for this week. Uh, check out Bells. Uh, their lineup is uh, very good. Uh, Bells Beer, uh, Bells Brewing. Um, can't go wrong with their beers. Bells, you want to pay us for this uh, endorsement, uh, you can get at us at lastmansopinion at gmail.com. What's on uh, Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bells, Do we have Bells a cash yet? Bell's beer, uh, good beer, good beer. Uh, good we, we, beer. we do accept Bitcoin. You could also send that our way. <laughs> or, or what about a – yeah, what about yeah. Dogecoin? Doge. Doge, any, anything. Almost set up to receive that. Maybe next week. Yeah. yeah. Stock stock <laughs> options. We'll, we'll take stock options too. All right. Uh, <laughs> those are your beer reviews and uh, the begging of a uh, advertising uh, segment. Uh, moving on uh, to our closing segment, Dan. Dan <laughs> and Knicks are guaranteed a winning season. I know. How does it feel? I think they said. First time in in yeah, what is it? Eighteen? Two thousand twelve. Roland's got the jersey on. Yes. Dan's got a chubby. And we are ready to watch Nick's are are we are we guaranteed a playoff spot yet or are we No. Uh the guaranteed I think in, at least in the playing game. They have uh, um, at least the playing game. I mean, the 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 remaining like six games are just brutal. I think it's it's Denver, L.A., L.A., Boston, Miami. Yeah, I mean, you were Charlotte, talking about you were talking about this closing schedule um, a week or two ago, and yeah. uh, the Knicks have actually performed though. Yeah, they have performed so I far. Know, I know. Yeah, so far, so far. I, so far. You know, they, they they have, again, they have a few tricky games. You know, Wednesday's Denver's played great uh, since Murray's gone down. Uh, they have both L.A. teams who are obviously going to be brutal. Um, Boston, who, you know, obviously the Celtics. But, yeah, they've played I, – I, I watched the game against Memphis uh, Monday night, last night, Monday night. And I was watching the game. I was like, oh, my God, the Knicks – are legitimately a good team. Like they're not like fluke in a way. They are legitimately very good. They're the yeah. they have the eighth best record in the NBA. Like yeah. the entire NBA. Yep. That's they're a top ten team. I know. I, I, I am you know, a lot of things have, have come together for them. I Julius Randle, he he probably shouldn't win it, but he should get votes for MVP, I've decided. I, I've kinda gone back and forth on this, but <coughs> 
And he'll probably win most improved player, I think, is, is, is what, what I've heard. Is, is That's basically a lock. Yeah. But I think he has the uh, greatest one season or no, greatest three-point shooting swing in NBA history from a career percentage to what it is this season. Yeah. Uh, uh, I believe the only player in NBA history to have to shoot below 30% for the career and his career and have a season where he's over 40%. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, he's, what was that? Yeah, interesting. You know, I want to see where he goes next year. Like, does that, does he stay close to that or does he revert back to closer to his norm? That's interesting. I, I, keep, I know. I, I, and like, and like normally when you see guys make that jump, it's like a fluke. Right. But, you know, it's not like, I mean, he's, gonna he's do doing it, it all year. Yeah, yeah, he's going to do it for 72 games. And, you know, he talked about how hard he worked in the offseason, and they did this. And, I mean, he came into the league season in great shape. Um, but, and, and, like, you watch him, and it's not like it's not like his shot is ugly or, like, you're like, how's this going? It's, I mean, it looks like it's a legitimate three-point shot. He has guys on him. And that is what has completely changed. His ability to knock down three-point shots has made him uh, – you know, I, I would say a top 20, top 25 player in the league this season. Um, because he could back guys down, he can handle the ball. But now that he can shoot threes, it completely opens up the entire offense because now you have to guard him. And he's a good enough ball handler, and he's been great passing this year. Really impressed with Randall. And Derek Rose, too, by the way. Derek yeah, Rose. Yeah, I, I was just going to ask you because this is like the. Uh, what, like the second or third coming of uh, Derrick Rose. Um, this is like vintage Derrick Rose, almost. I mean, I know he doesn't have the hop. He doesn't have the hop, but he's looking very good. Yeah, he's he's obviously much better than he was the first time around. But yep. the, his big thing was, I mean, he's become a, I mean, I'm not going to say good, but he's, he's a league average three-point shooter now. And he was a bad three-point shooter most of his career. And so now to be league average and to do all the other stuff that he does, and he, he's just playing the game really well. Um, yeah. uh, and, and they got him from basically Dennis Smith Jr., who sucked, and a second-round pick. Yeah. And he's going to be starting, you know, I, I don't know what the Knicks... Obviously, I'd like love for the Knicks to finish in the 4-5 seed because I think they could potentially win a round, and I think it would be fun for them to go up against either Philly or, or Brooklyn in the next round. Potentially, like I—that's I, what I want to see for the Knicks. Yeah, get into that four-five seed. That would be awesome. Um, but now I'm really thinking, because obviously I have to about next <laughs> season. Like I think the Knicks are—I don't want to get ahead of myself because I think they have some difficult decisions to make. But I think they could be a player next season if they make a couple. Yeah, one or I mean, two you, really you got to see what's what what options are out there this offseason. Yeah. yeah. The, the outstanding play of Randall and getting to the All-Star game was huge for them um, for this upcoming. And, and, you know, right now the tail end of the season, how he's playing. You know, players, players who are going to be free agents, they're looking for a player that, you know, they can play with. You know, they don't want to go to a schlub team. So those good players are now, you know, they're kind of thinking, you know, maybe considering the Knicks, you know, which they haven't had a player – um, that could bring in talent, like big talent. Um, 
And not only that, because there's not a ton of free agents this season, but now, yeah. but the Knicks also have, you know, I think six dra- six first round picks in the next three years. They have a bunch <laughs> of young talent that, you know, I think the value is high enough on. They have a ton of money. They're going to have the most money available out of any team <coughs> this offseason. They have six first round picks in the next three years. And they have young talent that, you know, I hate to see some of these guys go, but I think you I think you dangle Mitchell Robinson and Obi Toppin in the offseason. You you don't dangle. You purposely put them fucking out. Oh well yes, yes. Well no, one hundred percent. Like I think Mitchell Robinson and Obi Toppin are part of can be part of whatever type of deal you yeah. make. And I think they're young enough where teams will be like, Okay, I think I could work with Obi. I mean he was a first round pick a year ago. Like I don't yeah. see with, with Randall's emergence, I don't see Obi having a, a future with New York at this point. Like, I know it's, it's, it's only, but, like, you, the Knicks are almost assuredly, unless something horribly goes wrong, going to give Randall, a, you know, a long-time contract. Well, yeah, Randall changed everything. I mean, before this season started, you were hoping one of these draft picks turned into something. Now it almost doesn't yeah. matter. Randall's your guy to team up with the next guy. You yeah. had me buy uh, this uh, Mitchell Robinson jersey that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> and now you're telling me to dangle him out there as trade bait. Yep, just dangle, sorry, Roland. sorry, Roll. I, I, I think, Roland, I think we're, th- we're throwing him. We're throwing him in the deep waters. He, I, I think he's. You know, I think, I think, uh, I think ner- because I think the problem with Mitch is you have to pay him this season because uh, I think he's a restricted free agent. I think he's restricted. Uh, or he, it, it, sec, because he was second round draft pick, there's like a weird uh, contract situation with second round draft picks when their contract runs out. So uh-huh. either the Knicks pay him this year, or they essentially will lose him next year for nothing. Gotcha. And I and I think you have to. I don't think you pay. I don't think you, I don't think Mitchell Robinson's the guy you want to pay. Right. You don't want to get back into that malaise of overpaying for and, average. And, and I don't think quality. he. You know, and he's. And he's not good enough. You know, Randall, I think you have to make a decision. He has a year left on his contract. So what do you do with him? Right. Uh, you know, are you going to bring back Derrick Rose? I mean, you, you might have to. I mean, Derrick Rose has been unbelievable. Like, do you, you know. Yeah. Probably I, I, wouldn't like, do you, that. I wouldn't bring back Rose. Me neither, but he's been so good, I feel. Uh, to, to, me, I, to me, I think you let Rose walk, and then you go hard after ball. Maybe yeah. you can get him on, like, a bird contract. <laughs> bird rule. Bird rights. Bird, bird rights. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, and the Knicks have been, Knicks have been great. I, I mean, if I, I don't know how many of you have seen their games, but like when you watch them play, like e- even the, so they've won ten of their last eleven games, which is absurd, uh, and yep. against good teams. They're not, but they, they were even even in the one game they lost, they lost at home to Phoenix. And Phoenix is the best. I, I, they're probably not better than Brooklyn, but they have the best have record the best in the record. NBA. Yeah. And the Knicks hung with them for 48 minutes. I mean, they only lost because Chris Paul hit two ridiculous shots in the last minute of the game. I mean, so for the Knicks to basically go toe-to-toe with regular season, the best team in the league, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's exciting. How's your boy, uh, how's your, how's your boy IQ uh, IQ? developing? He's good. Uh, You know, he, uh, uh, he's, uh, and I'll be interested to see again what the Knicks' vision for him is, and I'd love to see his development because you know 
like even sort with RJ Barrett. Like RJ had a terrible rookie year, but this season, he's played phenomenal. I mean, he's, he's had excellent season. So like rookies can have a huge jump from their first year to the second year. So I'm curious to see how what IQ looks like next season. But you know, he, he, his shooting is still you know maybe it dipped a little bit, but he's still right around 90% free throw shooter, around 40% three point shooter, uh, 40% from the field. He's still averaging 12 points a game, getting playing 20 minutes. I mean, it's basically the same, which, you know, for a rookie to do that, <coughs> even though it's not full 82 games, it's 70, you know, 72 game season. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's good. And I, I think IQ could be like six man of the year material. Like, I think that is his wheelhouse. Gotcha. I think he's good enough to be like a six man of the year. Like, he leads your second unit and is critical to your team's success. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm 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 fully on the bandwagon. Hope everybody joins me. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I I must say, you know, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for the Knicks to win the first round, but I'm nervous because, as you know, playoff basketball is totally different than regular season basketball. I know. And uh, that makes me nervous with the Knicks because, you know, in the playoffs, teams have more time to game plan. Uh, they're going to game plan just to stop Randall. Who's going to step up on the Knicks once teams game plan for Randall? That that's what I'm curious to see. Can can Derrick Rose step up? And uh, you know, I, I think Derrick Rose is the next guy to step up in the playoffs. You know, in my mind. I think so too. I think so too. I but I think it'll be great experience for Randall. I think it'll be great experience for Barrett because I think you're right. Like playoff basketball, they all all the players always say it. It's like it's not you know. Regular season, you just go out and play because you don't have time to game plan. You're not just playing the same team over and over again. It's basically like, this is our strategy. We're going to go out and run it. But in a playoff series, like you specifically game plan to stop certain things. However, right. uh, it depends who they play in the first round. Like I don't want that. I'd prefer them not to play Miami because I think Bolster is excellent. Obviously, Jimmy Butler. Uh, yes. The Heat have beaten the Knicks, I think, yep. every yeah. game this season. That, that's the team they got to avoid matchup. in the first round. Yeah, I know. That would suck if they played Miami. I think it would be a good series, but I think I think that would be a tough one. However, on the flip side, like it, obviously Tibbs, I think, is also a very good coach, obviously. So it's not like, you know, it's not like they're walking in with some dope that kind of luck their way in and won't have any idea what they're doing. Right, right. So, uh, but it, but as, as you know, I'm a big proponent of trying to make the playoffs, especially when you have a young team. Yeah. Because I think it's, even if they lose in the first round, I think now they know, okay, shit, like we need to even take it up another level in our offseason conditioning yeah. or program or whatever. Well, the good thing is, is that they're finishing hot. I mean, I know there's still games left, but they're on a hot streak. That's always good going into playoff basketball. You don't want to be, uh, you know, in that rut of, you know, losing games like the Lakers are doing. You know, because that gets in your mindset, even though the Lakers will probably turn it on once that playoff game, uh, playing game uh, starts for them. But, uh, yeah, you want to finish hot and keep the momentum going. That's, that, that's, that's another thing that's different about uh, the playoff basketball is the star, the star players, they, they have an on and off switch in the NBA. And a lot of guys kind of coast through the regular season. Yeah. Maybe not the whole regular season, but for large portions of it. And they really turn it on in the in the, in the playoffs. So yeah, it, it's just like and, a, it's a different game. Uh, different, and they turn it on not just like 
you know, they might be better. Like, obviously, everybody's always really good offensively, but, like, the defensive side right. of the ball is where everybody, like, picks it up. Yeah. You know, like, most of these guys aren't playing, you know, they're playing defense at, like, three-quarter speed or half speed, because, <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever. But, like, in the in the, in the the playoffs, and I, I, I think, yeah, I think it would be a really good experience. And, I, and I'm so, interested to see how the Knicks do. So yeah. you almost have to see if the Knicks are playing, like, playoff mode in the regular season or if they're playing regular season ball and can step up their game in the playoffs can yeah. they step up to, to compete? yeah that, that, that's what, yeah. what i think can they step it up yeah and now and now and that that's always been uh a criticism of tibbs's teams is that while he does bring that intensity every night and you know his teams always play hard you know for 82 games and all this other stuff they you know, by the playoffs, they tend to be yeah. a little, a little burned out, while other right. teams are now like picking it up a notch. Yeah, not saying that. Supposedly, he's changed a bit. Um, so that that was good to hear. But you know, it was a knock when he was in Chicago. Right. Well, we'll see what happens. You have how many games left in the regular season? Like seven. Yeah. I think six. Yeah, I think the Knicks might have six games left. Uh, yeah. Net, Nets lost again tonight, by the way, to the Bucks. It's back to back losses. I know. I, I, know I, was just watch, I was watching that game. Did they play full strength? No, missing Harden, I think. Yeah. But there's, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee they're going to be healthy in the playoffs. That's true. I, I, yeah, that is true. Um, by the way, I just looked at the Knicks schedule, so it is seven games. So the Knicks' last seven games are Denver, so at at Denver, at Tough. Phoenix, Tough. at Clippers, Tough. At, La- at Lakers, Tough. Clippers games on ESPN, Spurs. 3.30 nice. Spurs. on Sunday. <laughs> oh, there you go. Spurs, Hornets, and Celtics. That's a that's tough stretch. End of the season. Yeah. yeah that's, the, that's the toughest stretch all season. Yeah, Wow. Wow. I mean, I, I want to say they, they have to beat Denver, but Denver's, you know. even Denver's played so good. So good. Um, the Lakers need to play, win to stay out of the uh, playing game. I don't know. Yeah. How are the Spurs doing this season? Uh, they kind of suck. The Sixers just played them. You know, they're coached by Pop, so you know Pop's always got a good game yeah, plan. And they got some – Yeah. They got some fun young players, but uh, they're not the Spurs of old, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So um, but they're they're maybe... they're tough. You know, Knicks should beat them, but they're they're not a pushover. I mean, Knicks could if the Knicks can go four and three over the next last seven, that would be impressive to me. Yeah. Hornets, Spurs, and then you have to win two against the Celtics, Lakers, and Clippers or Nuggets. Maybe you beat the Nuggets. God, the Nuggets are—it's so good. Yeah, it's a brutal seven games. So, so it's not like the Knicks are, which sucks. The Knicks have played so well, but these last seven games can ruin their their season. <laughs> yep, just well, like that. Well, we will see what happens. Um, yeah, Roland, don't take that jersey off for the next two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> just just wear it all the time. Go swimming with it in the pond, and uh, never take it off. Never wash it. So do we think Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn's going to struggle in the playoffs? What are we? What are we? What is that? No, I, I think they're going to be uh, one of those teams that turns it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're you just playing. So? They're just they're just spinning their wheels. Yeah. You think they're going to be a hundred? You think they're going to be a hundred percent healthy? Well, th- no. that, that that I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't seem that way. 
the Harden thing is interesting. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, he hasn't played forever. What's the latest on him? I think it's still a hamstring, isn't it? I don't know. So, yeah, I know. He's so out of shape to start the season. So, I don't, I, I, I'm curious to see how the Nets, I mean, the Nets try to win tonight. It's not, you know, it's not like they went out with like their B team out here. Right. Right. I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, that's our wrap up for uh, NBA uh, Knicks rant. Thank you, Dan, and thank you, everybody. Um, I'd like to thank producer Roland Barrielli for his soon to be editing job, uh, Rich Cakel for dealing with his allergies and contributing, Dan Mara for not being a little bitch, and myself for waking up from a uh, vaccine nap and struggling through the chills during this whole process. Uh, For all those guys and myself, go drink some Bell's beer. And uh, and Bell's, please pay us. Pay us. Please. You have good beer. Just pay us. You got the money. Just throw us some change. We'll take anything. Uh, We'll catch you next week from uh, Last Man's Opinion. Thank you. And uh, see you next week. Bye-bye. Boom. Boom.